Welcome to Nerd Canon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today's topic is the land before time. I don't know why, Paul, I always expect you to like do some sort of <laughs> Cheer cheering or, or, or noise of some kind. I, j- I want to hear the audience go, yay, oh, as though they didn't like read the notes. You all mm. know what the fuck we're talking about. Anyway, today we're talking about The Land Before Time. The Land Before Time was released on November 18th, 1988. Uh, this was the same day as a popular Disney animated film. Paul, would you like to guess? Oh, man, a popular one in 1988. That had Dom DeLuise in it? That doesn't help me. <laughs> I know, but it's funny for me. I have, n- I have literally no idea. Uh, Oliver and Company, Spaceballs. does that do anything for you? <laughs> Baseballs! Now you're just saying things in the room. Um, Oliver and Company, did that, yeah, that, does that, that do anything that, for you? I, I would never have gotten there ever <laughs> in a million years. I mean, I'm, I'm unclear as to whether I would have gotten that. Anywho, it was directed and produced by Don Bluth, written by Stu Krieger and Judy Freudberg. The film stars the voices of Gabrielle Damon, Candace Hudson, Judith Barcy, and Will Ryan, and the narrator is Pat Hingle. It has a 70% fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 79% audience score. So you know how I do, like, usually read the synopsis? Yeah. So I I found a really crappy synopsis, and I would like to share that with you first. Sounds good. (laughs) So uh, the real crappy one I I, uh, found was, an orphan dinosaur teams up with other dinosaurs in order to reunite with their families in a valley. (laughs) With other dinosaurs. With other, like a dinosaur and some other dinosaurs, and they just go on. It just It's a movie about dinosaurs dying. Yeah, nobody gave any shits about. And then, so then in the contrast, this is the one that I think I found on Rotten Tomatoes. Go back in time with Littlefoot, Sarah, Spike, Ducky, and Petrie, a group of very different young dinosaurs who find themselves thrown together when the world around them quickly changes. And it just goes on and on. It's like such a cute synopsis. I just thought that was like a real fun contrast. This was like a legit, like this was not on purpose, bad synopsis? Yeah, no, that wasn't like I made it up. That's like (laughs) what I saw. Because okay. <laughs> I usually, I have a couple different places I go, and I, I usually like to find the most, like, succinct one. I mean, because I I would like to hope that people know these things that we're talking about, but just in case you need, I mean, like, a, a jar, like a memory jar. Anywho, <laughs> Paul, what was your experience of The Land Before Time as a kid? I have multiple experiences of this. I multiple experiences? Well, multiple different experiences that are very much a contrast. Uh, okay. One was... Just seeing it when I was a kid, being traumatized sure. by it, uh, and <laughs> yeah, and and it was a thing. My second later experience was that I had a Spanish teacher in high school who apparently, and, and I don't know what the actual truth of this is or what the history of it was, but we watched, I don't know, like five or six of the Land Before Time movies in Spanish. Good lord. That was like our, you know, it was 
hey, the exam's over. The day before, yeah, like the day before like, a holiday. The you day before the holiday, <laughs> we would watch Land Before Time in Spanish. And so I have seen a lot of the Land Before Time movies in Spanish, which means I sort of understood what was going on, but didn't have a really great idea of what was going sure, on. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah, I, I don't have a... A very, I have a strong memory of one particular scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's about it. So, what okay. was your experience? I loved this movie. This yeah. was a big one for me. Yeah, and um, I had a gigantic plush little foot. Oh, the toys! I meant to talk about the toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was very merchandised. I felt it like was. there were there McDonald's was toys and Pizza and Hut puppets. Yes, puppets. And... Yep, like little rubber things. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I had I had a plush little foot that was very large to me as a child so like what size it really was now i don't know but grapefruit um, maybe yeah (laughs) but it was big um and i loved it very much and we of little foot did you say Uh uh-huh okay so you know kind of i think he was like kind of sitting like the way a dog would sit which is probably not how (laughs) a dinosaur of his ilk would sit but yeah i loved it very much my family watched it with me uh there we still very frequently quote it actually in my family so yeah so um i have very fond memories of it and i always yeah i always really enjoyed it and and that's interesting because we didn't watch a ton of new cartoons that i remember like with my family but this is one that we watched like a bunch Hmm. um you know because my siblings were so much older they weren't trying to like watch little kid movies but we watched this one quite a bit Right. There were some things, and when we get, and there were some memories that I had that sort of bubbled up as I was watching that we could talk for about. For me as well. Through, yeah, for me too. So, Paul, would you like to hear some fun facts? I would. Okay. So, the the first film spawned a franchise with thirteen direct to video sequels and a television series. Yeah. So, is is that what you watched in Spanish? The like direct All those to sequels. video. Yeah. yeah, those sequels. Okay, yeah. I've never seen any of those. Uh, I don't think they're probably worth watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, probably not. Um, so this is the only Don Bluth film of the 80s in which Dom DeLuise did not participate because he was real busy in Oliver with, and Company Oliver. that year. Yeah. So yeah. there you go with that. So this is the only film in the Land Before Time series that is not a musical and the only one that was theatric- theatrically released. So Spielberg was one of the executive producers. He wanted to do a film similar to Bambi, but with dinosaurs. And they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they okay. originally meant to do it um, silently, like with just music, the way that that, the way kind of oh, like Fantasia, wow. kind of like Fantasia yeah. was done. Okay, I really like that idea. Yeah, I actually do too. Um, but they decided to add in children, you know, to add in voices to make it more marketable to children, which I think yeah. was successful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, so... I didn't, okay, the Bambi connection makes a ton of sense. That was not yeah, something that occurred to me. Yeah, so he kind of wanted to do that, but with dinos. Wait, can we, can we just talk about how this... You just said this Spielberg. This is a Lucas-Spielberg collaboration? Correct. And I had no... What's... Is it Indiana Jones is like their only other connection? Uh-huh. Is there more? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So Indiana Jones and this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. That's... Yeah. Well, this came after um, American Tale. And so they were trying to, you know, that one was pretty successful as well. And the music is composed by the same person as American Tale, James Horner. So fun fact, and we can talk about this more. 
Um, they don't ever say the types of dinosaur names in the movie. Uh, we can talk about that more when we talk about the film. But what's funny is when you, because it, you know, so so Ruby knows all the dino names. And so when I'm watching it, I'm thinking that I know them. And <laughs> Littlefoot is referred to as several species. So this is this is the fun fact. Well, is this is a problem I have with this movie. There's, there's argue, yeah, there's argument about what species Littlefoot is. So in the first film, yeah. he's called a brontosaurus on the, like, VHS home video packaging. Yeah. And by numerous outlets but he's also called a brachiosaurus and then he's also listed now as an apatosaurus on the official website so there's that because the brontosaurus when we were kids turned into the apatosaurus correct and that back but it's a different thing correct so that's all a real a real shit show circus the character of spike was inspired by don blue's pet chow chow cubby and i just (laughs) wanted to say that a, a pet chow chow named Cubby seems real fucking cute, and uh-huh. <laughs> I'm in. I'm into that. Littlefoot was originally going to be called Thunderfoot, but a Triceratops from an existing children's book already had that name. Um, they cut about ten minutes of footage that they deemed too scary. Which really? I yeah, which I found interesting because I did think this movie was pretty short, and so that kind of answers that question for me. A lot of research went into the mother dying sequence. They talked to psychologists and had all sorts of professional opinions on how it should be, how it should be depicted. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I, that was yeah, one of my and, comments. Yeah, and I have a fun fact. Uh, shout out to my friend Pat. My friend Pat is like a Disney aficionado. Hi, Pat. And he said that this was, you know, so so Bluth left Disney because they were kind of doing a shit job and he left and started making these really successful movies and that, you know, he took a bunch of Disney animators with him and it sort of drove competition and it sort of drove the Disney renaissance. So I thought that was cool. So thanks, Pat, for that fun fact. Yeah, so those are my fun facts about Land Before Time. Uh, Before we get into our thoughts on our rewatch of it, uh, Paul, we were going to... Remind everybody about our Patreon. Yeah, we have a Patreon. You can pay us to do this. You can pay us to do this. We And get, um, and get things. Yeah, yeah. We really um, appreciate all of you listening, and we hope you're enjoying listening to, to it as, you know, and having as much fun as we have making it, and we'd like you to come be a part of our community and help support us and get cool prizes. So you can check that out at patreon.com uh, slash nerdcanon. Oh, I think you're good. I think I got it. Yeah. So, Paul, what did you think about your rewatch? I did not. I definitely thought I was going to have a much more strongly nostalgic reaction to this movie. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of watched it. I had one moment where I was sort of like into it and tearing up. And the rest of it, I was kind of like, okay, this is fine. Um, and I didn't really get into it. And I was kind of surprised. I thought I was going to be much more into this than I was. I think the one obvious time when I was like getting close to tearing up and that's just the conversation with the mom dying. Right. Right. When, right. And I, that definitely brought me back to seeing it the first time. Cause that's traumatic. That, it's, it's like real fucking sad. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty sad, but I, you know, and I think it's interesting. You said they researched on the best way to do that because I even put in my notes wherever I put this, that, they had this old, I guess it was supposed to be an ankylosaurus or something, the old dinosaur that yes, he encounters yeah. right after who sort yeah. of talks him through it. And so they actually added that 
in after that conversation of the psychologist and stuff. Yeah, and and it was that's actually the same voice actor as the narrator. Yeah. Yeah, I put him as an ankylosaurus too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They wanted to kind of give more perspective to it. It showed a lot of him dealing with grief. Yeah. And like not wanting to eat. And I think maybe the most depressing thing for me on this watch was actually when Littlefoot sees his shadow. Yeah, and, and he like thinks it's, thinks her for it's a his second. mom, and runs up and like licks the wall where the shadow yeah. is, and like that was pretty brutal. And that was after it, but I think they did a pretty good job of dealing with it. The Bambi comparison makes a ton of sense, but I also feel like there's a lot of Lion King vibes. Oh, I wrote movie. that same exact thing. So the seeing her in the stars, the yep. whole thing, like there are the very cloud. many things about it. Yeah, yeah. They say he says circle of life. Yeah, it's the circle he, of life. And, he says and it. The thing, like you said about Don Bluth driving Disney yeah. competition and that. So what year was Lion King? That was like early 94. Yeah. This is 88. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like, okay, Lion King was like Kimba plus Land Before Time. And then we get Lion King. Right, right. No, I agree with you. I definitely, and I, I don't think I ever thought this as a kid, but I definitely like very, very shortly into it was like, oh, like Lion King ripped this off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> so just to like kind of go back a little bit in order, like. Yeah, I'm it not, looks, I don't have a lot of. I know, it looks really stuff. old, right? Like when it first oh, started, like. So there's some really weird animation stuff. I said this movie is badly in want of a remastering if anyone would be able to do it yeah. and clean it up. There was, I don't know about you, I watched it through Amazon right now um me too and there was a sec and i don't know if it's any place you watch it but there was a section where littlefoot was trying to f- get petrie to fly yeah soon after and the animation was just awful there was like these weird outlines around all the characters as they were like mm. shot straight on and the background was super blurry and sort of fuzzy yeah so i think that probably this looked really cool and that there's, it's clear that they spent a ton of time on the landscape and the sort right, of right, right, the long shots. I don't know what you call it in yeah. animation, like the big landscape sorts of things. Yeah, and that's then, funny. I actually went down a whole rabbit hole of okay, so you know when you watch animation and somebody's gonna like open a drawer. That drawer is like a slightly different color. It's, yeah, and, it is. And yeah, you yeah, yeah. know, you like know that that's going to be the drawer that they open. Exactly. So there's this there's this scene, and I've always noticed that. I remember noticing that as a kid, and yeah, and I definitely. I guess there was a part of me that always wondered why, but I like never. I mean, there, you couldn't just Google shit when we watched cartoons as kids. So, but I was watching this, and there's a scene. I want to say maybe it's Petrie is like scrabbling up the side of a mountain, and it's all really beautifully painted, and the and rocks like the that one rock. he's. The rocks that he's displacing are like a wildly different color. And so I Googled it and it's like, I'm not going to explain this correctly because I'm certainly not an artist and I Googled it for two minutes while I watched this on the, you know, on the couch. But, you know, it's something about when they made it a slightly different color like that, they were able to track the movement way easier to make sure that it was like moving appropriately. Okay. And it was like sort of intentionally done <laughs> in when they yeah. still drew everything by hand the way that 
you know, right, the right. So that's very apparent that it's a, it's a different style than it's different and it's like now. laid on top of yeah. the painted, the more painterly backgrounds. So that's that was interesting to me. As a kid who watched a ton of cartoons in the 80s and 90s, that was something that was immediately, you're like, oh, yeah, so in a, in a minute, somebody's going to interact somebody's with Somebody's going to open piece. that door. Yeah, somebody's yeah. going to pull that thing down because <laughs> yep, it's yep. like a different color. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is always a thing. So, and that was a thing that I thought in my head my whole life and never said out loud until just now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. So, my notes are just like, man, there's just something so fascinating about dinosaurs, especially to children. Like, yeah. and I think it's really funny that they both make the dinos like really fucking cute. But the eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so they're really cute and they somehow look super snuggly. Yes, they do. Which like is funny because like they definitely don't have, well, at least they're not depicted here as having, I mean, they're, you know, you're meant to think they're scaly like the way we think of them. (laughs) Well, so the the dinos and I guess what we have to do is sort of give credit for Land Before Time for what the understanding of dinos was at the time. Oh, yeah. I'm fine but with it. <laughs> also, I think that they, they I don't know what the word, there's no word for this. They, like, mammalized the dinos. They, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. very mammalian behavior and, like, what we would expect from a dog or a cat. Correct. Or, the way they, like, dog pile together and snuggle uh-huh. yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like, you're telling me you don't think that the Parasaurolophus is used to do that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, um, I think know. there's a lot of, but e- so here's the thing, even at the time, birds snuggle, Paul, even at the time, they really messed up what dinos are in this movie. And I didn't care as a kid. I right. think actually my kid would care. Yeah, you think so? Because he knows that there's time periods and dinos didn't exist right, all that at they, the same they, time. They definitely did. So for those of you who didn't ex- extensively Google this, like what he means by that is that they uh, species are existing together that shouldn't. That shouldn't. Like by yeah. hundreds of millions of years. Right, correct. Like there's in one point there's a Demetrodon that wanders past and they're like correct. scared of this. That's a that's like 300 million years ago. It, mm-hmm. it was It's longer ago like – a T-Rex, not, is, like, closer T-Rex is closer to us. Yeah. It's closer to us than that dino, you know? And Or uh, like Stegosaurus should not be in the same movie as most of the rest of these dinosaurs. Right. It's just, they're all over the place. And I don't understand why they did that because there's, pl- I feel like there's plenty of them to, they could have chosen from. And I don't know if you're just trying to hit like, okay, these are the five dinosaurs I that everybody knows. I think they're trying to hit the like, yeah, people think they know like the Brontosaurus, the T-Rex, the Stegosaurus, the Triceratops. Like those are the, the greatest hits, right? Yeah. Like, and the, and the Pterodactyl or the Pterodon, you yeah. know, they, you know, I, I think those are like the greatest hits. Oh, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, again, we just, we have, kids have that fascination. And I remember it's not as a kid as though I was ever super into dinosaurs other than this movie. I just Mm -hmm. liked this story. Yeah. So this might be for the more amateur dino fan, not the (laughs) fan. You know what I mean? Well, because some kids go through that phase where they know. So like my kid's four, she knows every type and she knows certain facts, just like she knows every kind of shark and every fact about that. Like she knows 
what four-year-olds know, though, she doesn't know they're in the wrong time period necessarily, but, like, I could see what you're saying in a few years if Silas still cares as much about dinos, he's going to know these things are wrong. Yeah. The reason I think he's going to know that is because we have a little dinosaur, like, uh, matching thing, and mm-hmm. they have facts on them, and they say when they existed, and we have right, arranged timelines right. of dinos. We have a timeline, yeah. And I don't know. I um, speaking of the way that they are depicted, I really, I wish they would have done more than make the T Rex just sort of like this mindless, uh, scary thing. Right. Everyone else talks. He doesn't talk. He doesn't He's talk. just scary. He's super villainized in the term, like. Did he really need bright red eyes? Everybody else has normal eyes, and then we. Why did t- he want to eat that tiny ducky so much? That wasn't right. going to be. That wasn't going to be like a good meal. Right. Um. A ducky's great. I I love, ducky. I love ducky. So that's my favorite thing, and I love Petrie. And the line that we say all the time in my family is, "I flied." No, <laughs> you fault. <laughs> um, that's a yep, real yep, good yep, one yep, for yep. me. Yep, yep, yep. Nope, nope, nope. Like, yep. and I forgot. I forgot about that. And the second that I heard her mm-hmm. adorable little voice, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, Ducky!" Like, yep, yeah. Um, uh, isn't I Ducky always the thought, one that got like the very sad, fun, not fun fact. I didn't include it, Paul. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I won't include it then. You can go Google that very sad real life fact. Woof! We only Ducky. do fun facts on this show. Okay. Okay. I I also thought that the voice actor, I remember thinking this as a kid and I thought it still that the girl who did the voice for Sarah, like, was so sassy and cute. Like, I thought the I voice didn't was like, cute. Oh, man, I had a very See, negative reaction I, to that. I somehow thought that would be the case, but something about her, like, little angry, like... She's a jerk. Noises. She's, she's, she's a jerk. Racist. I'm not saying she's not a turd. She was originally <laughs> supposed to be a male character. Yeah. Um, they changed it. I'm not entirely sure why. There's um, a very clear diversity lesson in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a little racist yep. at the beginning. Um, yeah, I'm not saying she's not an asshole. I'm just saying like she's obviously very proud. But I just there's something about her little like voice that I remember thinking was cute. Um, I like her name is Sarah. Tree stars, like, huh? I like that her name is Sarah. It's like the Ceratopsians. Like, okay, she's... let me just tell you, this is how dumb my ass is, is as a child, I always thought it was Sarah, like S-A-R-A-H, and then that's what I was writing in my notes until they, <laughs> I thought about Triceratops, and I was like, I'm a goddamn idiot. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I will also share another embarrassing fun fact with you. I did not, for some reason, I did not know that pterodactyl started with a T until I was like way too old to not know that. You like mean a 20. P? A P. Is that what I? Yeah. You said T. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> not even snookered at this time. You can omit that. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, these tree stars look delicious. They do. Yeah. I remember that as a kid. I still remember it. He fucking carries it around, and I mm-hmm. want to eat it. I don't want to eat <laughs> giant pieces of leaves generally, but that look thing looks so appealing. Yeah, then I get stomped apart. It does. It he really carries does. it for but so then, long. I'm always worried. He's carrying it around on his back and his head, and I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna blow away. Don't let I it know? Blow away. I was so. This is I okay. So I thought the same thing, and I wonder if that's a symptom of being a parent of a small child. Because do you, so, like, okay, so, like, how often do you spend time worrying that something's going to happen to the thing your kid is uh-huh. worried about, and then you're going to have to deal with the emotional fallout? Right. Like, <laughs> so, like, I kept thinking, he's going to fucking lose that, and he's going to be upset, and I'm going to be upset, and, like... Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple times when they were upset that I felt like my ovaries hurt. Like it, it like <laughs> triggered my mom instinct, and I was like, "Oh God." Mm-hmm. Um. I also like Ducky's whole line when she is trying to like um comfort Petrie about not being able to fly. Many things do not fly: rocks, trees, spike. I just <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um. I really thought it was cute when Sarah was like ramming into the tree to get her own leaves and Littlefoot and helped Littlefoot, her. Yeah. He like fluffed the leaves down on her. Like mm-hmm. and he never tells her. Like he just lets her yeah. be a stubborn turd. And I just thought that that was really sweet. Some of this music's really charming and appealing, but not super memorable. Yeah, that's true. I feel like so I as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this music is like sweet. But there was a part of me that expected to like find it familiar. Yeah. And I didn't. And I especially I think both you and I pay a lot of attention to music. And Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I I think that I can call up the melodies of a lot of like I Mm -hmm. could sing you the Jurassic Park song right now. So I was just going to say. Yeah. Today, (laughs) literally today, I was playing with my son and I randomly got the Jurassic like I watched Land Before Time last night and somehow got the Jurassic Park theme song stuck <laughs> in my head. You were playing today and you were like na 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 Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like I have to put I, I so I pulled it up and we I had to, to play it. I was like I, I gotta yes. play this. And Oh I God, that's like, so much better than what we listened to today. We listened <laughs> to Flippy today. Holy shit. <laughs> it was a sad day in my house to realize that the uh Amazon Echo plays Blippy. Blippy. I'll tell you what. Uh. Holy shit. Let's not get started. Anyway, yeah, I feel like this missed a beat somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's charming in the scenes. There's specifically <laughs> John the Williams. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. In the scene, especially like where they're like swimming, I thought the animation was really pretty. The music was pretty, but like I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, whoever scored this. I oh, I said it before. Somebody yeah. Warner, I think. But well, and that person wrote the American Tale, which is that somewhere oh, yeah, out good. there, isn't that? That's a good one. Well, they missed they missed the mark on this one. James Horner. They, sh- so. they did. James Horner. I said someone Horner. Beneath the pale That's a good one. That's not this movie though. So no, I know. So I'm sad that this doesn't have better. I, you know, and it it's funny because this. It's not a musical, but the rest of them are. But the rest of them are also, like... Not good. Not good. <laughs> In general, I just thought it was, yeah, appealing and charming. Like, I, I, So what's with, do you think, the decision not to name them? Is that, like, because they think kids aren't smart enough? I, like, instead of just having... Not to name who? The, uh, what types of dinosaurs they are. Oh, I see. Uh, well, so, I thought about this. I thought maybe it was because... The idea was that they wouldn't call, the, like, they wouldn't know our names They for wouldn't know Brontosaurus or Apatosaurus. Like so they when were. they say, like, long neck, it's just sort of a practical, well, you have a long right. neck, so that's the kind I of mean, thing I mean, and it makes you. perfect sense. I'm not, like, yeah. mad about it. I just, that it actually makes more sense that you said it that way, that they wouldn't know our names for them. Yeah. What about if we hold on together? Diana Ross? That yeah, that's, the like... Song? Yeah, so that's the credits song, and it, like, but it only got up to, like, number 32 on the charts. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, I don't know it, and right. I, I know Diana Ross, but I don't know that song. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the music, it was a miss for me. Um, so, so, I said before that I thought that this was short. It felt to me sort of like a made-for-TV movie or, like, a Christmas special. Yeah. 
And it, I think, to the narrator is what contributed to that feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Of it, be, it reminded me of like when you watch which fucking Christmas one is it with like Burl Lives as the Snowman, and he's like, "Is it the year without a sit? Whatever, which where he's like narrating the whole thing. Oh yeah. Do you know what I I'm saying? I, something about it, and it's listen. There's narrators in a million movies, but for some something about like the length of it and the way the story was told, it felt not as substantial as like a feature length film yeah i wrote in my notes i thought the length was good for younger kids i actually thought it was fine not that's not meant as a complaint at all it just was how it felt to me yeah i Um, totally agree with you i got i I wrote it with that note was good length but i got a lot less out of it than i thought i would based on my memories of this yeah i'm curious if you had to show, say you were going to show one movie out of Bambi or this, what would you show? I So I haven't seen Bambi in a long time, but I sometimes play the raindrop song from Bambi in the house when it rains real hard because we like oh. to look at the storms. And mm-hmm. I remember that song very much. But I have tried on occasion since getting Disney Plus and being stuck in the house for a million years. Um... I have put on a couple of the older movies for the girls, and they're not as into them. Hmm. So because, I mean, they have a slower storytelling style, yeah. right? Yeah. I think my girls would like to watch, like, fi- like maybe in Bambi, they'd like to watch, like, them on the ice being silly. Mm-hmm. But my, my girls really like dinosaurs right now, so I think yeah. that they might, this might be an easier sell to get mm-hmm. them to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not saying I necessarily, cause I haven't seen Bambi in a million years, but I might pick this because they like dinos. Yeah. What would you pick? I think I'd pick this. Yeah. Uh, I also haven't seen Bambi in forever, but, and, and, you know, I don't want to necessarily go into Bambi. We could, that'd be a whole nother conversation maybe. <laughs> right. Pick? Wait, when did Bambi come out though? Oh, way before our time period. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. I guess I think this would be more interesting for my son in particular than Bambi. Well, I, yeah, I think this is, it's different storytelling. I mean, Bambi was a lot older and yeah. um, I think this is more what our kids are used to see. My kids watch the hell out of some Pink Fong, which is the people who did Baby Shark. Yeah. And they really like all those dinosaur songs. My kids know a thousand songs about dinosaurs. Hmm. Uh, Storybots also has, we and the stupid not the stupid, the wonderful, thank you, Robot Overlords, the wonderful uh, Echo. We'll play all of those songs all day long in my house. So my kids can rap about Velociraptors. So nice. like, That's important. That's a life skill. It's, a, it's an important life skill. Um, I'm not going to break it out for you, but like I totally could. Um, yeah, so what do you think? Does this go in your canon? So I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say no. Oh, how come? I mean, because, you're allowed. Whatever. <laughs> so here's here's where I'm falling on this one. I don't think when I think of adding something to the canon, I think of this is something I want to intentionally show or share with with my son, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure somehow that he's going to see it. This is like I could take it or leave it. I think probably we will sure. watch it at some point. I don't think it's important enough or meaningful enough. For me, or it didn't, it, it really just didn't strike a chord with me this time, uh, the way yeah. that some of the things we've done have. And I'm like, you know, okay, so if we watch it, if, if it's on, that's fine. I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, 
we're watching Land Before Time and it's really important that we watch it together or that you yeah. experience it or something like that. I think, think it's perfectly fine, but it, it really, I, it didn't hit me in the way. I really thought I was going to be more into this than I was based on my memory of it. And, and it, yeah. some of it just sort of, it was like, okay, that was the thing I watched and it's over now. I don't know. What about you? Well, okay, so I don't disagree with what you're saying that I did think I would be, like, more emotionally invested in it this round, but, um, I, man, I really loved it as a kid, and I, I, you know, sometimes we're, you know, we're librarians for young people, and sometimes we talk about putting on our our teenager hat or our kid hat, like, if I put on my four-year-old's hat or my, you know, as my kids get older, five and six, like, I think they would really enjoy it. I yeah. really loved it. So I for me it does because I I do really remember it striking a chord with me and I think that they will really enjoy it. Plus it's very important to say, I fly? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah okay. so for me for me it does. Like I think it's serious so I think it's probably one that we will end up watching at some point. Right. You just don't think that it's like mandatory. Yeah. That's pretty That's much fair. where I am. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and I can see what you're saying. I think I'm just more feeling yeah. a little more nostalgic and, that, and whatever yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, for me it does. I um I wasn't I was happy to rewatch it. It um and to the point where I like looked to see if I could buy a giant little foot plush. Again, <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> get are they still out there? Can you get one? Well, you can get like the one like the exact one that I had, you can like buy on eBay, but that seems questionable. So yeah. but also that's not like a thing I like definitely need to buy <laughs> but now i'm googling and there's a lot of oh man these pint glasses look awesome i just found oh, a want... bunch of things that are like here's some dinosaurs that sort of resemble yeah no there's a pint glass on box lunch that's real cute <laughs> like oh man my my four-year-old needs a pint glass <laughs> no and it's freaking glass like what in the, what in the hell whatever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, so it does for me, and okay. not for you, and that's okay. So, hey, yep. guys, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, you can find us online. We're uh, at NerdCanon on Twitter. We're NerdCanonPodcast on Instagram. You can email us at NerdCanonPodcast at gmail.com. We're patreon.com yeah, 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 yeah. slash NerdCanon. That's right. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. Um, we'll see you in two weeks with 90s videos. Yeah. Yeah, 90s 90s videos videos part deux. Yep. Okay, that's exciting. And until then... Keep the nerd alive. That's right. I'm learning.